Mainstream psychological theories put conflict and struggle at the root of the human personality. By contrast, Buddhist psychology asserts a core of wisdom, compassion, and happiness at the root of the self. Tara Brock is a clinical psychologist and Buddhist meditation teacher. In her new book, Radical Acceptance, Embracing Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha, she outlines her own hybrid perspective on psychotherapy and human happiness. The key, she says, is an awareness of the sense of personal shame and inadequacy many people in American culture are burdened by. I notice with myself how many moments of the day I'm monitoring, and in some part of my brain I'm going, well, how am I doing right now? And I have some standards that I'm comparing against and how often it is that in some way I'm falling short. I'm not being intelligent enough or loving enough or present enough for another person. And sometimes I'm aware of all that process, and other times it's just a, an unconscious souring towards myself. But if I really am in a bad mood and I stop and pay attention, I'll find it's because in some way I've turned on myself. I think I'm failing in some way. Ms. Brock believes that this habit of self-doubt is partly due to the high value American culture places on individual achievement, where we must accomplish in order to belong. Also, she says, Western industrial economies encourage us to produce and consume in ever greater quantities and to use material success as a key indicator of happiness. Ms. Brock adds that these cultural pressures are usually exerted by one's parents during childhood. So we grow up with the sense that our, our natural self is not acceptable. This is where therapy can come into the picture. Traditional Western talking therapies usually seek to uncover the personal stories in a client's past that give rise to being dissatisfied or unhappy in the present. In contrast, says Ms. Brock, Buddhist psychology teaches that our deepest suffering arises from a mistaken understanding of who we really are. Where personal stories reinforce a sense of being a separate, deficient self, our true nature is awareness, open, wakeful, tender. What this means is that genuine healing is not coming up with a better story of who we are or might be. Ms. Brock likens our true being to an endless ocean. Waves arise on the ocean's surface without altering its basic nature. Similarly, our endless being gives rise to personalities and all their dramas, without touching the all-pervading awareness underneath. In other words, our inherent nature is to be wakeful and to be compassionate. And so really, rather than making an effort to be free, if we can simply relax and pay attention, we naturally will re-inhabit that wakefulness and that kindness. It's who we already are, and all we're doing is releasing the obscurations. We're releasing the old habits that stopped us from living in that inner freedom. The Buddhist method, which Ms. Brock has integrated into her own practice, it's first to recognize that our fear-based grasping and aversions are at the root of our suffering. This is what keeps us identified with the waves of our personality and forgetful of the ocean of our true being. To rid ourselves of this suffering, we must learn to pay attention to the truth of our experience in the moment and to meet that experience with kindness. For Ms. Brock, the strongest messages come from one's own body, not one's history. And so most of the work I do with people therapeutically is to use the background story to help them connect with where that emotion lives in their body, but then to let go of the story and bring a full 
um, a full and compassionate attention to the grip of fear, to the ache of loss, right as it is right in this moment in the body. She cites the recent example of a client who came to her after learning that her husband had been having an extramarital love affair. And what we did in our therapy was to help her get into her body and feel the depth of the loss and the grief and most deeply the shame she felt at something must be horrifically wrong with me for him to have left. And for many months between me giving kind of a supportive presence and her learning to be where that shame and fear was in her body, she began to hold that suffering with kindness. Ms. Brock says it was her client's courageous opening to her own pain that helped to set her free. When there was a genuine kind of compassion towards her own woundedness, then she could look at him with open eyes and see how his vulnerability might have led him to acting the way he did and be able to hold him with some kindness. It didn't mean that she didn't draw boundaries and insist on therapy and really require there to be a change before she was willing to move forward in their relationship. But Ms. Brock points out that one needn't be in therapy to benefit from what she calls radical acceptance. These insights and experiences are available to everyone all the time. The Buddha said basically, take this world of ideas in two hands and drop it. And, and that's a wonderful teaching, but it's also a life training. And I, I like to remind people to just be really patient and gentle because we have such a habit of forgetting, of going to sleep, of judging ourselves, of living in a trance. We actually need some practice that helps us to pay attention and wake up out of that trance and to take that on with humor and out of a love for life because we want to live these moments fully. Because we want to love fully, 